Welcome back to what will be the last episode in this uh, marketing management and money podcast series where we've been going through uh, Ryan Murray's book, uh, Startup Marketing. Um, in this last uh, section, I kind of refer to it as the pep talk section. Okay. Uh, you might call it something else, <laughs> but I, I like the to conclusion just, <laughs> is what I call it. But. I, yeah, you could, but I like the fact that it was more of, um, hey, you know what? We've put a lot of good principles out there. We've showed you how to connect a lot of them. And now it's kind of one of those short, you know, kind of in that locker room before the game, the, the pep talk. We put in all the work now, that little bit of extra pep talk boost to say, hey, look, you got this and you can do it. And so as we go through it, I, I mean, that's kind of where I'll probably do is pull out some of those, what I think were those key little pep talks that say, hey, you know what? You got this and, and go and do amazing things, right? Sure. Uh, you know. I, I guess that's a good way to look at it where I always struggle when, uh, you know, I do a lot of trainings and, uh, and books and, and just how do you wrap it up? You know, how do you, how do you finish <laughs> things up? And so it's always been a little bit of a challenge of mine to just get to a point and be like, okay, it's all done. You know, so I, I think I like the uh, pep talk version. That's that's a lot more motivating is go out and do something. And, and I think that's the essence of what the this, you know, Section 7 is all about is to say, okay, it really doesn't matter. You can read the book, but if you don't actually do something with the information, then you probably should have read a, a fiction book that was more entertaining. But, but I think... Uh, the section seven, honestly, is even a little bit more powerful than that because if I was in any point in my business and was kind of like, oh, I feel like I'm in a rut, I think a lot of people could go back, have a real quick read of section seven because it's not okay. long. Yeah. And I think they're going to gain insight and that little bit of pep talk to say, hey, you know what? Get after this again. You can do it. Okay. So. Yeah. No, I I, I, I think that's that's good. And and. Really, when you're concluding something, you're trying to leave people with, uh, you know, a good taste in your mouth, a little bit of motivation, like you can do it. So, so looking at it through the pep talk lens, uh, definitely, definitely makes sense, definitely works fine. Uh, so yeah, we'll run with it. So in the first part of this, uh, you use a great uh, life scenario, well, an experience that you had in working with a CEO, a COO who had done, you know, uh, a marketing training with you and then he'd implemented some things and then he'd come back and then you had done another one with him and how when he started connecting all the dots that you've laid out in the book, how um, that turnover rate from just a, a cold connection to actually a sell, mm -hmm. uh, had this huge ROI just because of the the connection of make understanding that uh, how marketing fits into everything that they do. And too often they try to separate it out. And when they do, that's exactly what happens. It suffers somewhere else versus understanding that it's an integral part of what you do, right? Well, and there are two points that I'm trying to illustrate with the example in the book here. The first point is this book is startup marketing, but really, uh, you know, I, I could have called it growth marketing because anyone that's trying to grow their business can yeah, yeah. use these principles. And this is a, a great example of that where, you know, uh, this particular COO had been in business for several years. The company was well established. They had a good clientele. And so it wasn't a situation of them necessarily in a startup phase. But the, what I bring up in the book is that 
they they changed their approach. They went from this initial approach of trying to sell their services to the modified approach that was trying to understand the needs of the customer. And so they would go in and they would sit down and they would give a quick overview of, you know, what they did. But then they would immediately turn to, enough about me, now you tell me, you know, what exactly do you need? And just by asking that question, allowing the customer to open up, uh, you know, their 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 sales or the closing those deals jumped dramatically. And so, you know, I think that one of the reasons why I put this at the end of the book is really to summarize this point of we think that marketing is certain actions. You know, we, we, we get hung up on social media. Um, there's a big push for AI right now, and everyone's wondering what's going to happen with AI. And we think that that's what marketing is. And it is, but that's not all that it is. So this was a simple understanding of the customer that led to a pretty significant improvement in in the marketing. And so I do kind of want to leave people with this idea of, hey, look at those things that you're not doing, those easy-to-do things, simple changes, small fixes that can lead to significant results. Now, the next little piece that I found as a little pep talk nugget in there was that never stop innovating. And I like how you lay out that a lot of our traditional... Uh, education as we were going up was very structured and mm-hmm. it, it didn't, it's, it wasn't designed to, to create creativity as much as it was designed to create learning. Yeah. And the problem with that is, is that when we get stuck in just doing something, we lose the creativity of what we need to do. And, and in order to be successful, you have to continue to be innovating. That's just uh, a principle of economics, right? If you're not mm-hmm. changing, you die. Right. Right. And, you know, so this is like the last of the book. We're closing everything up here. And why, you know, why finish off with, with this concept of innovation? Well, basically, in the book, we've laid out a lot of principles. It's impossible for me as an author or anyone to understand every business scenario, every situation that that there is out there. And so... I'm kind of trying to leave readers with this idea of now you need to think outside of the box. Now you need to take the information and start getting creative with it. Uh, Unfortunately, there's a lot of people, and I'm not even going to call them entrepreneurs because entrepreneurs by definition for me are innovative, are creative, but there's a lot of people that they literally want, they're like, okay, tell me what to do. And you kind of give them a little bit of guidance. They're like, okay, now what do I do? <laughs> like, well, I don't know. What do you do? Like, you, you've got a brain. Use it. You know, decide for yourself what you're going to do. And, and that's kind of what I'm hitting on here in the book is I, I'm saying be creative, be innovative. I've told you, uh, you know, I've given you a way to create a success formula, but your formula is not going to look the same as your competitor's formula. It's going to have your personal touch. It's going to have your personal expertise. And there's some creativity that still needs to happen in that. And that's that's one of the reasons why everyone loves entrepreneurship so much is because it's so creative and really enjoyable. Yeah. Uh, the, the last one that, and there's a couple components to this one when you talk about um, all souls are from marketing. Um, that, I mean, that's too often we, I think they just forget that. You get in the habit of, 
when business starts going and, um, you know, sales are there, but now I have a problem with a machine or I have a problem with a supplier. All of a sudden I get so focused on that, that I scrap the marketing, Mm -hmm. you know, that's sometimes, unfortunately, the first thing that goes and, and in there, you're clear to say, Hey, look, you, you can't let that happen. You know, you have to remember that's the basis for a lot of the book that sales come from marketing. Yeah. So I, uh, I'm working with a, a startup right now that is doing, uh, it's a social networking type platform. Uh, not exactly, you know, like a, a Facebook, Instagram, or TikTok type platform, but more of a, uh, you know, kind of a niche networking uh, platform that they're building. And, you know, I was talking to them and I'm saying, okay, you know, think about this, think about this. And we were literally running down the list of all the considerations that they need to have for their platform. And I paused for a second and I said, you know, we've gotten ahead of ourselves. We brought in too many aspects. You just need to figure out how to get to the sales, how to get those initial users to make the platform successful. And I'm like, so stop thinking about all of the potential scenarios and all of the nuances and all of the, uh, you know, technology that needs to go into this and really just bring it back to the basics of what do your customers want? How do you make that sale? And, and it was really, you know, I mean, that's what this is saying in the book is it's saying that, you know, all, uh, all sales are a function of marketing. And, and that's been, you know, iterated multiple times. But really trying to focus on this idea of you've got to drive those sales to keep the business going and, you know, don't get overly distracted or, you know, pulled off course with, with whatever it is. Like this stuff, it boils down to some pretty basic principles. Now, <clears throat> the last the last ones I'll point out, and then you can add anything else, I guess, that you want that maybe you've been holding back on. Is, <laughs> That's right. I've been <laughs> keeping it all for myself. Um, I, the, the last two kind of paragraphs for me are kind of that um, when you're a startup business, you kind of feel like the underdog. But as the underdog, a ton of people are always rooting for that underdog, yeah. right? Yeah. And because of it, you kind of say, hey, look, you're going to realize that marketing isn't always easy, but um, it can be done successful if you'll just keep it a priority. And then the last one is that, hey, remember why you're doing what you're doing, right? Yeah. And and any underdog understands those. And as they stay focused, the underdog always comes out. I mean, a ton of stories have been written about the the underdog, if you know what I mean. Yeah. The, the guy who shouldn't win, but wins. Right. Right. And so that's what I love about this last piece is that, Hey, yeah, you might see yourself as that underdog, but, um, underdogs always win. Well, yeah. not always can, can, can win. Right. If they stay focused and they stay true to what they're trying to accomplish. Well, and I mean, I know that there are exceptions of the underdog that loses, but the characteristic of always wins is this level of tenacity. Like they lose a lot but eventually they come out on top. And that's, as a startup, sometimes you're stuck in that eventually cycle yeah, where you're just moving through and moving through and you're like, why am I doing this? What am I doing? And, and, and so, you know, I, I really, when, when writing this book, 
I really tried to put myself in the startup position. I reached out to startups that I was working with. I wanted to understand what are the pain points of the startup entrepreneur, not just the pain points of the entrepreneur. And I made it a point, even though there are examples in the book of, you know, multiple entrepreneurs, I made it a point to focus all of the pain points on the startup entrepreneur. And, you know, this idea of, hey, just keep at it, keep at it, keep at it. there's no replacing that. And, and as, you, as you know, you talk with startups, as I was working with startups, uh, especially in preparation of this book, um, the, there were so many of them that they, they would keep at it, but they would be discouraged. You know, it was, it was kind of like super high, super low, super high, super low. You know, you feel a little bit bipolar and, and, and it's, it, it's a difficult space to be in and it always lasts longer than anyone wants it to last. You know, every mm-hmm. single startup mm-hmm. you ask them, you're like, Hey, how's it go? Well, we're moving forward. Not as quickly as we wanted to, yeah. you know? I mean, that's, that's just like, <clears throat> it's like building a house, right? The, you know, the walls go up and you think, Oh wow, my house is up. <laughs> and then all the finished work starts. Yeah. And it takes forever. <laughs> and, and so, um, you know, as you're reading this book, this book was not intended to be plowed through. This book was intended to be, um, you know, a little bit of a of a user's manual, you know, and, um, you know, the sections are really kind of geared for, hey, when you're at this point, read this section. When you're at this point, read this section. And so I would hope that as people read the book, they would read the entire book to understand the entire process because some of the points don't make sense until you connect the dots. And so read the entire process. But then as you're in this, you know, startup phase, as you're, you know, kind of just hanging on and saying, okay, I want to be that underdog that wins. I want to be that success story. Um, You know, jump back in and see where you are. Look at it and say, okay, have I gotten distracted? You know, am I doing things for the wrong reason? Going back to the example of this, uh, you know, this team that's trying to put together this new social network platform. uh, When I was talking to them, I made the point, I said, you're getting off course. You're starting to do some stuff that, you know, at, at the onset, this was never your vision. He's like, well, we got to make some money right off the bat so that we can, uh, you know, keep the doors open. And I'm like, don't give up. You know, like I get that it's hard. I get that it's tempting to pivot to where there's easier money or perceived easier money. Right. But, you know, when you had a, a vision of what your startup was going to be, of the problem you were going to solve and bring to market, it was for a reason. And now, you, you know, if you're just grasping for straws, if you're just reaching out for whatever you can do and taking the, you know, the quick buck, that's not going to build a business. And so, so yeah, it, it's, it's definitely, you know, as you put it, the pep talk, you know, keep, keep going, keep doing it. You know. Now, <clears throat> sorry, I'm going to add one more thing because you just reminded me. Your last comment, Remy, is something else you put in there that sparked my memory that I did like, and that is um, in that startup phase, what you do sets the foundation for a lot of things going forward, the culture, et cetera, et cetera, even to the point that if marketing is a priority now, it likely will stay a priority in the future. But I like that that comment that you make that remember that what you do now is setting that foundation for years to come. Absolutely. And even though a startups, it's so critical to get to cash flow, positive cash flow. 
But I would argue that it's even more critical to stay on the correct path because getting to positive cash flow on the wrong path will end up losing cash flow. You like you, you and and that's you know there's a difference between being flexible and willing to pivot. But you also have to have that balance of just that rugged tenacity to keep with your vision and keep with what you meant to do on the onset. And, and so, yeah, that, that's probably what I would leave people with is I would say, yeah, just stay true to you, you know, put these principles in place, but make sure that you're always falling back on what you, you know, what, what you wanted to do uh, in the beginning. Well, thank you again. I appreciate you appeasing me when a month ago I approached you about, <laughs> hey, why haven't we ever talked about your book? And so... Uh, and at first, I think you kind of gave me one of those weird looks. And then <laughs> as we talked about it more, you were kind enough to say, all right, maybe I, I see why I see why you, you know, I was pushing it. And it, so it, I'm it's grateful. It's tough to self-promote. <laughs> uh, that I agree with. Um, I don't, some people are good at it, but then I don't know. I'm good point. So anyways, thank you for allowing me over these uh, last few weeks of just prying into your mind, talking about your book some of the uh, great value and points that you bring out in it to help a uh, startup company um, make sure that the marketing stays the focus so they don't stray away from uh, what they should be doing so that it builds that foundation so as they move forward, um, they find themselves having a successful existing company instead of uh, another startup failure. So Right, right. Yeah, and, and really that's it is let's just have more success. So, yeah. But thank you. I appreciate it. Well, thanks everyone for joining us again. I hope you found value in um, this podcast series that we've done over the last few weeks. So actually, I think it's going to probably drag out over a month, but um, on Ryan Murray's book, uh, Startup Marketing. Um, If they want to copy or anything, how do they get a hold of that? So uh, right now, I know you're putting it out there. As an ebook, yeah. So uh, if, if if you want it, uh, the ebook is going to be available uh, where all of our learning content is, and that is on the platform JazzJune, JazzJune.com, Marketing Management Money, uh, and so you can you can check that out. Um, and, uh, it's also available on all, all of the audio platforms, uh, Spotify, Audible, um, you can find it on, uh, audiobooks.com. So whatever platform, uh, you like, and then of course here on the podcast, marketing management and money. All right. Thanks Ryan. And thanks listeners. We appreciate you joining us today. Mm-hmm.